St. Winifred's Well by Gerard Manley Hopkins Read for LibriVox.org by Michael Maggs St. Winifred's Well Act One, Scene One Enter Terrace from Riding Winifred following Terrace What is it, Gwen, my girl? Why do you hover and haunt me? Winifred You came by care with, sir? Terrace I came by care with Winifred. There, some messenger there might have met you from my uncle. Terrace. Your uncle met the messenger, met me, and this is the message. Lord Beono comes tonight. Winifred. Tonight, sir? Terrace. Soon, now. Therefore, have all things ready in his room. Winifred. There needs but little doing. Terrace. Let what there needs be done. Stay, with him, one companion, his deacon, Durvan Warm. Twice over must the welcome be, but both will share one cell. This was good news, Grenfrewy. Winifred. Ah, yes. Terrace. Why, get thee gone, then. Tell thy mother I want her. Exit Winifred. No man has such a daughter. The fathers of the world call no such maiden mine. The deeper grows her dearness, and more and more times laces round and round my heart, the more some monstrous hand gropes with clammy fingers there, tampering with those sweet binds, draws them out, strains them, strains them. Meantime some tongue cries, What terrorth? What, thou poor fond father, how, when this bloom, this honeysuckle, that rides the air so rich about thee, is all, all sheared away, thus? Then I sweat for fear, or else a funeral, and yet tis not a funeral, some pageant which takes tears, and I must foot with feeling that, alive or dead, my girl is carried in it, endlessly goes marching through my mind. What sense is this? It has none. This is too much the father, nay, the mother, fanciful. I here forbid my thoughts to fool themselves with fears. Enter Gwenlo. Act Two. Scene. A wood ending in a steep bank over a dry dean, Winifred having been murdered within. Re-enter Caradoc with a bloody sword. Caradoc. My heart! Where have we been? What have we seen, my mind? What stroke has Caradoc's right arm dealt? What done? Head of a rebel struck off it has, written upon lovely limbs in bloody letters, lessons of earnest, of revenge. Monuments of my earnest, records of my revenge, on one that went against me, whereas I had warned her. Warned her? Well, she knew. I warned her of this work. What work? What harm's done? There is no harm done, none yet. Perhaps we struck no blow. Grenvray we lives, perhaps. 
to make-believe my mood was mock. Oh, I might think so, but here, here is a workman from his day's task sweats. Wiped, I am sure this was. It seems not well for still, still the scarlet swings and dances on the blade. So be it. Thou steel, thou butcher, I can scour thee, fresh burnish thee, sheathe thee in thy dark lair. These drops never, never, never in their blue banks again. The woeful, Cradock, oh, the woeful word. Then what? What have we seen? Her head sheared from her shoulders, fall, and lapped in shining hair, roll to the bank's edge. Then down the beetling banks, like water in waterfalls, it stooped and flashed and fell and ran like water away. Her eyes, oh, and her eyes, in all her beauty, and sunlight to it is a pit. Den, darkness, foam falling is not fresh to it, rainbow by it, not beaming, in all her body, I say, no place was like her eyes, no peace matched those eyes kept most part much cast down, but being lifted, immortal of immortal brightness. Several times I saw them, thrice or four times turning, round and round they came, and flushed towards heaven. Oh, there, there they did appeal. Therefore airy vengeances are afoot, heaven vault fast purpling portents, and what first lightning any instant falls means me. And I do not repent, I do not, and I will not repent, not repent. The blame bear who aroused me. What I have done, violent, I have like a lion done, lion-like done, honouring an uncontrolled royal wrathful nature, mantling passion in a grandeur, crimson grandeur. Now be my pride then perfect all one piece. Henceforth, in a wide world of defiance, Caradoc lives alone, loyal to his own soul, laying his own law down. No law nor lord now curb him for ever. O oh, daring, O oh, deep insight, what is virtue? Valour only the heart valiant, and right, only resolution, will, his will unwavering, who, like me, knowing his nature to the heart home, nature's business dispatches with no flinching. But will flesh, oh, can flesh second this fiery strain? Not always. Oh, no, no, we cannot live this life out. Sometimes we must weary, and in this darksome world, what comfort can I find? 
down this darksome world comfort where can i find whence light i quenched its rose times one rich rose my hand by her bloom fast by her fresh her fleece of bloom hideous dashed down leaving earth a winter withering with no now no gwen we i must miss her most that might have spared her were it but for passion's sake yes to hunger and not have yet hope on for to storm and strive and be at every assault fresh foiled worse flung deeper disappointed the turmoil and the torment it has i swear a sweetness keeps a kind of joy in it a zest an edge an ecstasy next after sweet success i am not left even this i all my being have hacked in half with her neck one part reason self-disposal choice of better or worse way is corpse now cannot change my other self this soul life's quick this kind this keen self-feeling with dreadful distillation of thoughts sour as blood must all day long taste murder what do now then do nay deed-bound i am one deed treads all down here cramps all doing what do not yield not hope not pray despair ay that brazen despair out brave all and take what comes as here this rabble is come whose bloods i reck no more of no more rank with hers than sewers with sacred oils mankind that mobs comes come enter a crowd among them terrace Gwenlo, Beuno. After Winifred's raising from the dead and the breaking out of the fountain. Beuno, oh, now while skies are blue, now while seas are salt, while rushy rain shall fall, or brooks shall fleet from fountains, while sick men shall cast sighs of sweet health, all despairing while blind men's eyes shall thirst after daylight draughts of daylight or deaf ears shall desire that lip music that's lost upon them while cripples are while lepers dancers in dismal limb dance fallers in dreadful frost pits water fear is wild stone palsy cancer cough lung wasting womb not bearing rupture running sores what more in brief, in burden, as long as men are mortal and God-merciful, so long to this sweet spot, this leafy leanover, this dry dean, now no longer dry nor dumb, but moist and musical with the uproll and the down-carol of day and night delivering water, which keeps thy name, for not in rock written, but in pale water, 
frail water, wild, rash, and reeling water that will not wear a print, that will not stain a pen, thy venerable record, virgin, is recorded. Here to this holy well shall pilgrimages be, and not from purple Wales only, nor from elmy England, but from beyond seas, Erin, France, and Flanders, everywhere, pilgrims, still pilgrims, more pilgrims, still more poor pilgrims. What sight shall be when some that swung, wretches, on crutches their crutches shall cast from them, on heels of air departing, or they go rich as rose-leaves hence that loathsome came hither, not now to name even those dearer, more divine booms whose haven the heart is. As sure as what is most sure, sure as that spring primroses shall new dapple next year, sure as tomorrow morning, amongst come-back-again things, things with a revival, things with a recovery, thy name. End of poem. This poem is in the public domain.